man, it is December 5th, 2019. We are almost out of 2019. This is Loose Screws, guys. We are back from Thanksgiving. I am your host, Todd Warsham, and with me is my co-pilot, the one, the only, the beautiful Dravenos. How's it going there, Aww. brother? So touching that you introduced me to you. Ty, how was your Thanksgiving, sir? It actually was pretty darn good. Um, I ate way too much, and... Um, Got, we we kind of had things going on like every day from Wednesday on Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday, so it was really busy. But it was a, it was a good time. How about you? How about yours? Um, ours was pretty small. Uh, family didn't really have a big get together, but we did have my grandmother over, and uh, it was me, and my parents, and uh, of course, like you said, ate too much, and then uh, had the food coma and. Had a good, hard three-and-a-half-hour nap. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> and then uh, Friday, we uh, set up the Christmas decorations, which took all day. Right. I was funny going fishing because here in Georgia, uh, our temperatures are really weird. And uh, that was one of those days where we got up to, like, 73 degrees. So yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go fishing. But no, we set up Christmas decorations, and I was doing laundry, and... By the time I got done, it was 4.30 in the afternoon, and it gets dark at about 5.30, so it's just like, well, I'm not going to go fishing for an hour and then have to come home and eat dinner, or it'd be dark, so. Right. You know, it was just one of those things where I just kind of hang hung out and did whatever. See, I, I don't really have, I mean, I, I have family, but like, <clears throat> I don't have like a very big extended family, so I just had, I had dinner with my sister and my nephew, and then I had dinner with uh, my girlfriend and, and her family, and then I had dinner with uh my what i call my extended family which is uh you know my two best friends and their families because they're pretty much my family uh or rather my extended family so it sounds like a good time yeah i mean it's we always do something and then we all went shopping and you know i ended up not even buying a whole lot but you know <laughs> just yeah. one, of the, one of those years where i didn't feel like the sales were that good i feel like the online sales were far were far better so i ended up doing a lot of that so well, I mean, a lot of it, too, is just everything comes super early now because, I mean, oh, yeah. The stores were opening stupid, like, at noon and at 10 a.m. or even just staying open on Wednesday night. And I'm like, oh, God, I, I worked in retail for nine years. The, uh, the, the, the consumerism has overtaken the spirit of the holiday. Yeah, <laughs> consumerism is part of capitalism. I support yep. that. <laughs> but anyway. We're not going to dive into that. Let's keep it positive and good here. So, a um, couple big things have happened to loose screws recently that I want to want to talk about. Uh, one is is that uh, you just sent out a tweet on our Twitter, and uh, I think it said some it said something about a Discord channel we've we've set up. Is that right? All right, guys. <laughs> so, for those of you who still don't follow us on Twitter, we are at loose screws ed, but we literally right before this podcast, just tweeted out a link, a permalink to the Discord so you guys can join in here with us because we're getting ready for that live stream and we're getting ready to do some like fun stuff with you guys. We want to interact with you. We want to talk with you and chat with you and hit it up. But um, if you follow us at ED, like all of that will be there. I will be sure to pin that tweet and make it a permanent thing so people can find us and join the discord and just you know we have we we do we start building the community 
I feel like it'll be good and I feel like it'll be great. Right. Um, it was kind of funny. So I, I went and checked. So you tweeted that out at 7:28 PM central and we're going to go off of central time because that's where I live. And every other time is wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> you're talking, on me, ST. <laughs> well, I mean, that's also coming from someone who truly believes that we all should be all on, um, UTC. That's like the, where time is time. Everybody's time is the same. Like if I said, if I said 1530 to you, it's 1530 to you. Now it might be later in the day or earlier in the day oh, to you. Good God. But though, could you imagine being like, you know, my morning is your night. Like it, it that's how it is right now. Like, well, if, if you're, if you're in is, Europe, but like, you're six hours ahead of us. The time, if I say, like the sun doesn't change where it's it, at. <laughs> it doesn't. But if I say it's five thirty in the afternoon, like you know that. But if I were to say like, oh well, okay, so my five thirty is your four thirty, like, yeah, that's but, a big thing. But then we go to UTC, where it's five hours ahead of me, six hours ahead of you, and five thirty means something like they're asleep. Anyway, anyway, you're just wrong. But anyway, <laughs> anyway so at seven twenty eight. PM CST, you tweeted that out. And I believe at 729, Hellblaze hopped into our Discord. I don't even think it took that long. And, and, <laughs> and, and Hellblaze is the guy who sent us the uh, the builds for the top nine, top ten. And he's a, he sent us a few emails over the over the last few weeks. He's a cool guy. Uh, I believe he's friended no no, he plays on Xbox. He can't he can't friend us because dirty dirty console players can't play with us. So <laughs> speaking of console players um, I do have a request I want to send out to everybody listening. I need to talk to a console guy, like someone who is very much into consoles, kind of knows about PS4 and Xbox, knows a fair amount about what's coming up on the, uh, the Xbox Scarlet, the PS5, um, because we have a fair amount of listeners that are console guys and I am not a console guy and I need some information from someone. And, uh, if you would just hit me up at, you know, uh, loose screws questions at gmail.com or send us a tweet and we'll figure out what to get in touch with you or hit me up on the, on the discord. Um, like I said, I, I got, I got questions to ask if you know them and, um, you know, maybe we can get you on the show at some point where we can talk about it because we need to start bringing in the console folks so we can get to keep them informed about things. Cause we're about to do a console generation change out next year. And well, also like tagging and all this before you go into that, uh, like we care about you guys too. Um, I mean, elite dangerous is coming to, is on consoles and you know, the PC pro like we, the problems we talk about, the things we talk about in game, mainly revolve around pc we want we want to know what's going on the console side too because exactly. that that enables us to in, have a more inclusive show to where it's just like we include the whole elite dangerous community versus just the pc elite dangerous community and that's right. what we want and, and to be honest with you guys i get questions on i get emails uh i don't know maybe once every other week about a console thing and i I don't know. I have to ask some. I have to ask somebody else about console stuff. So, I'm looking for a console expert. So there we go. Holler at me, hit me up, and then we'll we'll chat. Um, other thing we got going on. We got a big thing going on December 27th at 7:30 Central. Again, Central is the only time that matters. Um, 
<laughs> that is a joke, by the way. So, uh, we are doing our very first live stream, and we're what we're what we're doing is we are doing a uh, kind of like an end of the year party. We're going to start live streaming, then we're going to have people in our Discord. Uh, we're going to bring people, bring our listeners into the channel, our recording channel, where we can chit chat with them every now and then. We're I got. Uh, some codes, I got some Steam codes for some free games to give away. I'm figuring out a way I can get you, I can hand out some free arcs, but I haven't figured out how to do that yet. Uh, but I do have some Steam games that I can give away. Uh, I think, how many games do I got to give away right now? Let me look. Well, I mean, let me just go ahead and throw this out because we did have a discussion about this before we started streaming. Right. You say December 27th is something solid, but you also brought up the fact of December 28th. So I'm me... not going to sit here and confirm that. I'm not going to sit here and say anything about that. But there is works that we might be doing this as a two-day thing. We will officially announce this on the podcast when we decide what we're going to officially do. Um, I just don't want to have December 27th cemented because we did talk about it. Right. Now, the thing there is that uh, what we're thinking about is our overseas folks who might want to join us who are six hours or seven hours ahead of, of the correct time. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, so I'm, I'm thinking about if we did it, you know, kind of midday Saturday, uh, or maybe we do both. Uh, we might do a thing where we, uh, you know, make I mean, a... I mean, hit us up sway Ty, Cause I'm yep. down for both days. Ty is the person who's kind of iffy on this one. I'm sorry to call you out on that, but it's like it's seriously just, hit us up and make it make us realize that it's worth our while to do both of them. And uh, if for some reason you can't make it, which I, I think you should, but if for some reason you can't make it, uh, we're going to be recording it and uh, uploading it as a as a podcast. It'll probably be a longer than normal podcast, of course. But well, I mean, it's a big if for me on the Saturday. I can definitely do the Friday, but the Saturday is iffy. It just depends on what's going on with me and my family, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, like, like I'm definitely going to make a huge attempt to be a part of both of those and definitely want to interact with all of our listeners. Like, you guys are awesome, and I can't wait to hear from you. Yep. Um, like I said, I got, I got free games to give away. Um, I got uh, – we're, we're, we're planning out doing, like, a uh, – everybody's in a sidewinder, and we're going to try to kill the um, – Kill the anaconda in the sidewander, you know, stuff like that. Just, just crazy stuff. Um, just, just having fun and going yeah, with it. Yeah, uh, If we get enough folks, maybe we'll all hop into, or try to, all of us try to hop into CQC, and uh, try to just fly against each other. Oh, dude, fun. I'm super down for that. Yeah, I think we'd have a good time. So, um, if you know someone who did, may not listen to the show but may just want to hang out with us. There are, they are definitely welcome to Discord, definitely welcome to join us, um, uh, definitely welcome to join us on our live stream that day. And also, if you're one of those people that's kind of like me, to where it's just like you're really, like, introverted and nervous, but it's like, just, just hop in here and have fun with us, that's that's all it is, like. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I you know, I don't talk about this a whole lot, but I have, I have fairly bad anxiety, or have had fairly bad anxiety issues over the years and i'm a very introverted person so for me to be able for number one for me to be able to get onto a podcast and speak is kind of a leap and number two for me to for me to want to do a live stream is kind of a jump so uh i mean hopping off of that like you invited me onto here and 
uh, dude, I'm introverted as hell, but I live stream. Yeah. And like, I'm very much a solitary person. So like, we want to include everybody and, you know, maybe we'll find an extrovert that adopts all of us. So, um, so moving on, um, couple shout outs here. Um, peanut butter waffles left us an iTunes review. And, um, I want to holler at, uh, Chris and Mike who sent us, um, uh, emails and they sent me um uh in-game uh friend requests so shout out to you two guys i don't remember y'all's commander's names so i'll just use your first names hopefully that won't get me in too much trouble the other person i want to talk about real quick is uh our friend of the show alec turner uh what a dude i'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail with him but uh just want to want to remind him that he's got friends in the states and uh, if he ever needs anything, I'm always a phone call away, and he has my number. So, um, but um, we're, on the we're thinking about your brother. Things. So, yep, yep. And on the Twitter side of things, I want to give a big shout out to Running140, and hello, it's Colo. Like, thank you guys for following us. Um, if you guys don't know, um, Colo has a Twitch channel and a YouTube channel, and um, she is. Well, number one, she's one of the few females that I know of that play Elite Dangerous. And number two, she is super entertaining to watch. So uh, when she gets excited, it's kind of funny to watch her get all excited and kind of she gets she she completely nerds out. And I think it's I think it's funny when people nerd out. It always always makes me laugh when people nerd out. So um, three three or four weeks ago, she had this episode or this video she uploaded where she. Um, she actually earned the Federation rank to get into Soul for the first time, and she saw Earth for the first time. She got a little teary-eyed, and like it, it, it kind of reminded me like the first time I saw it in VR. Like, like when I saw Soul in VR for the first time, it was, it was, I mean, for lack of a better term, it was kind of a spiritual experience for me, you know. And and I don't have a whole lot of those out of game, and I have very even less of them in game, so it was. It was pretty cool so uh, i mean the air horns were for excitement i didn't mean to take away from it if i did i apologize uh i i don't have that ranks though you know yeah that's fucking awesome like oh i did want to read this real quick so peanut butter waffles he when he wrote his uh, review of us on itunes i want to read this real quick because i think this is pretty cool uh, right. Love your guys' podcast. Just started playing the game a few weeks ago. Could you guys put a segment in an episode that literally talks about origins or storyline more from your guys' perspective of the game? Keep up the good work. So That's your area of expertise, sir. So, okay. So whenever I play... <laughs> this is really dumb. Whenever I play any game, like That's any game... That's not dumb. Don't down, don't, don't down <laughs> yourself, sir. It's okay. not dumb. Okay, well, whenever I play any video game... Like whenever if it's a character I made or a character that I'm playing, um, and a good example, like I, I won't do this with a character I'm playing. Like like a good example is like The Witcher or Red Dead Redemption. If I'm playing one of those games, well, that character is made. That character has a backstory. I'll just put myself into that role. But if I'm playing a game where I make the character, like Skyrim or this game or World of Warcraft or something like that. I invent a storyline 
in my brain and it comes to me pretty quick and it's just a little short little half little paragraph thing that I've kind of come up with over the years for different characters that come like well this is where this character came from this is this this is the origin of this character so of course when I first made Elite way back in 2015 was it 2015 or 20 2014 15 whenever this game came out I had a little background story for my character and it was I'll, I'll just tell you real quick. So, so my character, you know, doesn't know where he was born. Just that he was found in a hospital emergency room on, on the Founders World planet. Shortly after he was found, he was shipped to an orphanage in Aravate, a Federation world. Uh, as you know, after he kind of grew up through school and all that, he had some basic skills for some math and technical stuff and flight. So, a corporation sponsored him to go to flight school and that's where he earned his uh, wings and got the first sidewinder and that's how he got his his start so that's my little origin story right there if that's what you guys are looking for so <laughs> it's like i said it's completely nerded out you know yeah i mean dude that's awesome and uh can i bring up a few things absolutely uh number one i see that uh I want to give another shout-out for Diva Looter. We've gotten a shout-out before, but he literally just joined the Discord while we're recording this, and he's in the he's in the general channel, but we can't hop in there right now. <laughs> but, um... Uh... Like, with you coming up with that, we need to find somebody that could DM, like, a D&D podcast for us. I feel like that'd be fucking great. So, I'll just tear it now. I'm gonna play a dwarf. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Uh... I've literally done two D&D things. One, I played a warlock. The other, I played a barbarian. And, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. But, uh, dude, like, if we could get a good, solid, like, two other people in here plus a good DM, mm-hmm. like, because of your character creation process and what you just told me, like, I don't know, I feel like we could have a really good D&D podcast. Dude, I would love to do a weekly podcast of us just playing D and D, I think that. Oh, be so dude, cool. who are you? Sh- I think I might have a DM. I'm gonna have to talk to him though. So, so. anyway, so. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Yeah. That's another game, another time. Yep. yep. <laughs> I know um, we had a Red Dead Redemption thing, and I don't want to dive into that again. Nope. 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 But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I do have an elite thing, elite story to tell. I have an elite story. So I've been. Everybody uh, knows. By the way, can I before you start the story, I just want to say, if none of you follow Ty on Twitter, he literally tweeted this out <laughs> about how, oh, well, open is still open. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this is a story you're about to tell, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. So, but, uh, yeah, he has a story from open, dude. It is it is kind of choice. I mean, it's a, it's a story about open, so it is what you expect it to be, but at the same time, like, it's pretty good. So... I'm going to shut up now and I'm going to let you listen to Ty tell his story. Well, it's, it's, it's not as, it's not real deep, but it's just, so, uh, I've been playing in open and, um, uh, I, I've been steadily reworking my vet from being a PVE kind of built ship to being a PVP ship. It's not there yet, but I've been working on it. And for instance, just tonight before I got on board, I refitted, the uh, front, uh, I, I removed the beam, the small beam lasers off of the ship and put on uh, rail guns. 
So all I have now are rail guns and uh, plasma accelerators. That's all I got. So anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm pl flying an open. I'm going to I'm going to Jameson, and I don't remember what I was going to do in Jameson. But I'm flying along. And this guy in a crate Mark II interdicts me, and he whoops my ass. <laughs> Flat out whoops my ass. Now I will say this: the the my little vet held her own. She held together fairly fairly well. He uh, took him down. He took his shields away and got him to sixty percent hole. I did. I've heard the story, so I'm sorry, but I am going to tell that because Ty's not going to tell that. He's too, he's too humble to tell you to this. But he did kick his ass, kinda. I don't know if I kicked his ass, but sixty percent hole is no laughing matter, sir. In one beam shot, so it, give it, yourself a little bit of credit. It. I. I'll just say this: that if. If I had had prismatic shields and had everything set up the way I should have it set up for PvP, it would have been a different ball of wax. That's all I'll say. So, all of this to say, I have spent the week, uh, or actually ever since this happened, I believe this happened Sunday or Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember now. I think it happened uh, Sunday. Uh, anyway. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. It was Sunday. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I have spent, ever since then, I have gotten determined to get my vet. Because um, the thing is that, like, he, like, this guy, he, he friended me afterwards. And, uh, you know, we have since talked. <laughs> and uh, we have kind of agreed to a rematch whenever I get my vet decked out so oh this is juicy information because you didn't tell me this on the side so uh, i am i am once i get this thing decked out and it's going to have prismatics in a few weeks and uh, i'm coming for you is all i got to say and it mean if he gets me he gets me at least at least i will feel better about the fact that i gave it everything i had and he didn't just catch me with my pants down kind of situation Ty? so Ty. yes can you talk about the shit talk that this guy had to say though before he blew you up and you friended him? Because that's what makes it the juicy part. Like we, we, the the audience wants the juicy details, so you have to give it to them. Man, I'm I'm not one for casting shade on folks when it comes. No, to you're stuff not like casting that. shade. These are literally true facts, so it's not casting shade. Well, he. Um... Like I said, we, we, we didn't agree about how certain things. Uh, Large ship versus medium ship. Put it that way. Yeah. I mean, he was in a, he was in a Mark crate Mark two and I was in my vet, my core, mm -hmm. my federal Corvette. And he can definitely outturn me, but I think I can, I, I think I can get him. I really do. I might be wrong, I, I, but I think I can get no, him. No, no, no. I believe if you get a single bead on him, cause I've seen you do things in your Corvette. If you can get a single bead on him, like, okay, you know, 60%, okay. But that was one salvo, you said, right? Yeah, I mean. Like, if you have your ship engineered the way it should be, I feel like it'll be a lot more, and he'll panic and fly away. Maybe. We'll now, see. I don't know if he's a listener or not, but, you know, if he's not a listener, then you have a secret advantage. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, if I can get him to agree, I will be uh, recording it and I'll be uploading it. So score. Win or lose, I will be. I will. I will. We'll see how. We'll see how it turns out in a few weeks. So. Uh, speaking of which, if anybody happens to have a really good vet PvP build, please email us, you know. Send us a tweet, email us. Uh, you can also email, you can email me at Dravenos13. You can email Ty <laughs> at Tearval. You can email, you can tweet us at LooseGroothED. Uh, yeah, like, just, just give, make, give Ty the best fucking build. We want him to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So, um, yeah, in fact, right before the show I landed. And so I got a little, I'm not going to tell you where it's at, but I got a little hidey hole for, uh, raw materials. Oh, yeah. It's a little, it's kind of a ways out of the bubble, but I went there and I landed there and I'm like, all right. And so I'm going to be doing after the show. Going to be, we'll be farming these mats all after the show. So hell yeah. So I, I got a whole mat list right here. It's, 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 it's not as bad as I thought it would be because like, I'm kind of a mat hoarder. Um, Which this game lends itself to. Well, you know, kind of the, the way the the way I've always believed to excuse me, the way I've always believed to play this game is to is to basically collect everything. And then, yep. you know, if you you may not need it now, but you might need it, or you could get it later. And if it turns out you don't even need it later, great. You can you just still have it though. Right. For when you need it. Right. Better to have it not need it than to need it not have it. Right. Survival 101, so. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, anyway. Which, I want to apologize to most of the viewers here. I have been on a hardcore Red Dead Redemption 2 grind, and I don't have the space. So I am currently working on this because I want this live stream to work. But 112 gigabytes is nothing to laugh at. But Good. believe me when I say this, I'll get it working before yeah. we hit this like live stream. Like it's gonna happen, yeah. and I will be in there with you, and we will have the most glorious time that yeah. we can have. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna have a good time. I think we will anyway. Oh, dude, uh, it's gonna be great. Our viewers are the best. I think so. I mean, listeners, not viewers. Same thing. Do a podcast. You could watch like the static on your phone while you listen to it, but you know. Anyway, anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, um, let's do this thing with the Golconda. So, to everybody who contributed on the Federation side, thank you, because the right people won. Go Federation. <laughs> uh, the Federation won, which means that we get um. We get some cool little things between. Oh, oh, oh can I announce one? Yeah. Dude, because like I'm gonna let you have the rest of this, but dude, there's a new space station. Yes. Do you know the name of it? Uh, Forrester. Nope. Forrester's choice. Yeah, the Forrester's choice. It's Forrester. <laughs> That's all I had to say. It was Forrester. Now, Just do, for yourself. do you know why they named it that? Because that was the person who founded the Golconda. Uh, it's actually the captain. Jonathan. Whatever. Same thing. I I read your notes. I'm just generalizing as all hell. Um, it's it'll be in the Upaniclus system. Um, now what's interesting about this is that there is a rare good called Appa Vieti will be introduced and become available for purchase at Forrester's Choice. That is something I did not see in the notes though. Yep. 
Um, so if you dock uh, at Forrester's Choice um, from December 5 to uh, December 16th, you get a Golconda decal. So make sure you go dock at one of these two places. It's in the Upaniclis system. Upaniclis system. Um, make sure you dock there so you can get your decal. I don't know why you would not want that decal, but um, well, I, I'm the not the important thing too is those that uh, that the crew has accepted the status of federal partners, but mm-hmm. they still remain their autonomy. So yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like it's important to mention because like autonomy is very important. Yeah, I think that. Um, so, so kind of going back for just a second, I, I meant to bring this up. Going back to like the origin story, there's a very interesting thing uh, in Galnet about the Gal, about the Galconda, and um, so this is a quote from Galnet, which is a quote from Professor Elizabeth Perez, head of anthro- anthropology at Orion Independent University. Um, Many of the colonists openly wept as they stepped aboard the transport vessels from the Golconda, speaking words of thanks and sorrow to the Golconda itself. On several occasions, the immigrants broke spontaneously into song with hundreds locked arm in arm. During the flight, I overheard a group of youths chatting excitedly about the technology that would be available to them, perhaps ignorant of the significance of their journey, but most striking was the people's collective determination to maintain their unique culture and to remain together as they enter this new chapter. So if you're just kind of starting the game, you could role-play it to where you're one of these kids from the Golconda going through the Flight Academy. Ooh, that... That is juicy and choice. I like that. <laughs> Holy shit, Ty. That is brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. So. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> so the other thing here is that the rare good Appa Vietti will be introduced and become available for, for, for purchase. Now, if you've never done rare good selling, it's a good way to make early game money. And yep. it's a big loop, is what you do. There's a but if you do like rare good, if you do if you do a go a yeah, if you do a Google, Google search, Google. thank you. <laughs> if you do a Google search for Elite Dangerous Rare Good Loop, you'll find uh, a bunch of sites and images that are showing like loops to go on. And what you basically do is you you get you get a, a ship that's got a fairly large cargo bay. Like you don't probably need more. You probably don't need more than about a probably about a hundred slots. Cause I did it in a in a Mark IV a crate, uh, not crate, a crate, a, a Cobra Mark III. Sorry. What you do is you dock and you buy these rare goods as many as you can. You can't always buy all of them. Um, like for instance, you might have twelve of these things or something, and then you get as many as you can from all these places, and you go to a faraway place and you sell it. And then you, then they have people have worked out these loops to where you can earn. I mean, I was earning like two or three million a run, which, when the existence of void opals right now, that's not a lot. But um, before, before that, yeah, <laughs> before you can really afford, this is before void opals opals even existed. It was a real good. It was pretty much the only way to earn money. It was it was pretty much the king of earning money. 
Well, speaking of four nipples, should we uh, transition into what's happening with that? Well, hold on one sec with that. But I, um, actually, that's a good way to do Well, one other thing with that is that, so during the, the other thing, because the Federation won, during the 5th to the 16th of December, any Federation rank will be earned at double rate alongside a discount to Fed ships. So this includes the uh, drop ship, assault ship, gun ship, and my love, the vent. The vent. <laughs> so we actually guys, had a, go ahead. Before, like, yeah, I was gonna say, guys, like the Federal Corvette. I've seen two people that I know of the four people I play with. The Federal Corvette is sick. So if you can, if you have the credits for it. Get you a Corvette. So, um, Chris, um, and again, I don't have his commander name. He asked the question. I, I want to read his email to us because this ties in directly. Um, this is he says, "Hey, I've got a question about the best way to make use of the double fed rank boost that is coming after the Golconda event. I think it's starting in a week or so, which should tie in nicely with your next show. Thanks, by the way. I'm four ranks away from the Corvette. Hoorah!" And I'm looking for suggestions on the best way to maximize my time while the boost is in effect. Am I best, am I best sticking to the old, to the good old Cos Sothis runs, doing passenger mission, missions, or maybe data and cargo, or something else like hauling to repair damaged Federation stations? Probably the best way to go. All right, I'm gonna start with the basic answer before I let you get into the in-depth. Hold on, let me finish reading his email. Let me finish reading his oh, email. Oh, I didn't realize it wasn't finished. <laughs> so my bad. Sorry. The Fed grind takes so damn long compared to Empire, but the quicker I can get it done, the better. And if you can cash in and also pick up a cheap Corvette before the boost ends, I'll be a happy man. Also, also just wanted to say, loving the show so far. It's it's on my essential listening each week. Keep up the good work. Thanks. First of all, thanks for listening, Chris. And appreciate you. I have done a fair amount of research this week about. Uh, fed rank so okay. well i mean let me go ahead my go ahead basic new player non currently non-playing answer uh as far as i've seen everything as far as running federation rank is co's set those passenger missions like hands down that's the thing to do and if you're getting double rank for it then hey guess what one mission is gonna equal two that's numbers wise a lot better than one Anyways, so when I I did some CEOs uh, Sothis missions when I was working on uh, rank, but I only I only did um, like one actual. I think I went from post captain to admiral. Like the last rank or two is what I actually did with it. Before then, I was just earning rank because I was in the I was in Federation. I, for whatever reason, when I started playing the game, I was in Federation systems. Hey, lot. can I, I'm going to interject and be like, yeah, same here. Like a lot of my Federation rank is higher than I thought it would be because the system I started in was Federation. Yeah. Um, and I'm not real sure why it seems like that's a lot for folks. I think maybe yeah. the, the starting system is just kind of closer to fed. Maybe. maybe. I, I don't know. Um, um, off I, don't top like I don't feel like it's randomized enough that I feel like a lot of people start off in the same system. So, 
well, I don't there, know how it works, but that's how it works. Well, there's only two actual starting systems. And ah, if you have if you have the original game, you start off in LHS three four four seven, I think. <laughs> and if you have Horizons, you start off on a ground base in I can't think of the name of the system. But no, anyway, I started off with base games, so I guess I started off in Federation's base. Right. Uh, well, I don't think LHS 3447 is actually in Fed space anymore, but I don't, I'm, I'm not sure on that. So I haven't. Yeah, I mean, dude, whew, that's a lot of research. I'm not 100% sure I've been back to that system since I left it. Hey, so. guys, tweet at us or email us if that system is still in Federation space. If it's not, let us know. Hey, well, you know, we'll throw it out there, but. Yep. When I started in that system, it was I got I, I suppose it was Federation because my Federation rank was super high and I didn't know it. Yep. So um let's see here. The right after the research that I did, um there's a bunch of there's a there's a post here from about six months ago that I found where someone um, uh, this is, this guy's name is Jim Barry, um, Jim Blee seven. I don't, I don't know if that's actually his real name or not, but anyway, he went through passenger evac missions, transport courier missions, passenger evac missions. I already said that, um, Soto Cios missions. Um, he has a whole long breakdown on everything and there's a TLDR at the end of it. I'll read real quick. Transporting tons of cargo and data in Seos Sothis worked best for me. Passenger evacuation was fun for a change, and it might be ideal right now due to the location of damaged stations. Sidebar here, I'm not sure how many damaged stations are out there anymore because ever since the Thargoids kind of retreated. Uh, I did a little of that early on. It, was, it wasn't, my, wasn't the fun way I enjoyed playing. It was kind of boring to me. But... Everything I'm reading right now, forum-wise, is people are still saying that Sothis Seos is still the best way to go. If you can do donations, if you have some extra cash from Voidable Mining, uh, do it. it. It'll help out your rank and get it done faster. Um, oddly enough, most people tell me that the Federation rank grind is worse than the uh, Empire grind. And I felt like the Empire grind was awful. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but, but let me, this kind of brings into the thing real quick. I want to talk about with, well, let me, let me come back to that. Um, because that was kind of our, this is kind of our whole thing about earning your wings. I didn't even finish up our news here, but that was, that was the Federation rank grind. That was going to be our, uh, our earn your wings thing. So that, that's your earn your wings this week, guys. It was completely out of order and I screwed it up. Sorry. Nothing. <laughs> But, don't be um, mad. Don't be upset. Uh, there's still time to discuss it. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about grinding real quick, and I'll, I'll finish. We'll, we'll finish the news in a sec. So many people talk to me, and I see on forums where people say, "Oh, but no, the grind isn't that game grindy." Yeah, the game's grindy. Everything about this game is a grind. Look, I'm I'm not sure what. I don't. Okay, I I am the type of player that likes grinds. I'm the type of person that likes grinds. Say you like MMOs. I don't like RNG. I do. There you go. 
uh, I have a history of having really bad rolls on in any game I've ever played. Yeah. And if it's something that I can improve and work toward, I am good at improving and working toward. And this kind of applies to my life uh, without going into a whole big thing. Um, you know, I got where I'm at because I kept working at it. You know, you know, uh, you grinded it. Right. I grinded it. You know, I, I went to school and I got the shitty job and I had two jobs and I had three jobs and I worked through all the problems to where I had to where I got to where, Oh, you don't have to work two jobs no more. Oh, great. Now I only have to work one job. Oh, great. Now I can do this. Oh, great. Look, I can do this. Oh, cool. I can do this podcast now on the side. I'm not making money from the podcast, but anyway, you kind of see what I'm saying, you know? Um, it's, it's, it's like life is a grind. Real life is a grind. You have to do it. So when I play games, I don't mind having grindy things that you have to kind of work out. You have to like, we got to do this thing like a thousand times or something. Cool. I know what I got to do to get this thing done. That's where I'm going to interrupt and be like, okay, uh, there's a lot of people that use video games to interrupt that daily grind to have video life. So maybe that's why there's so many forum posts and everything else about this game and how great it is. Like people don't want to feel like it's another job. If that makes sense. Like they want to play games for fun. And I get that, but I don't know if to me, like the elite grind doesn't feel anything at all. Like the real life grind. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how to put it. Like, I don't mind grinding things out. What I don't like is like, well, go to this state. Like, like if they made it to where I was like, all right, so go to this station or go to the system and then shoot this guy until this thing randomly drops and they go turn it in and you, and you get it. Okay. Well, if it's a one in, well, think about it. If it's a one in 1000 drop and you have to kill, yeah, you might get that the very first time or you might get on your 500th kill. I would rather kill a thousand people and be guaranteed to get it done. That have I feel to... like that's kind of a personality thing, but it's also one of those things, too, where it's just like with what you just talked about, like a well, 1 in 10,000 chance, but you have to kill 500 people. It's just like, how many people are going to do that in a 12-hour period? Because mission time spans are typically pretty short. Okay, think about it like this for just a minute. I've played WoW for 15 years. I have over, 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 let me say that again, over 500... Over over 500 kills on Ragnaros. What this means, this now they didn't put in stat tracking until Wrath of the Lich King. Okay. I have killed Ragnaros long before that. You know how many side, you know how many uh, hand of Ragnaroses I own? One? Zero. Do you know and how, do, do you know how I, many uh, uh, right half of the thundering, uh, blessed blade of the wind seeker thing that I that I have to have. Zero. Zero. I have the left. I don't have the right. I've actually seen the left five times. Also, but part of me is gonna look at you that and go, okay, that's part of your group because I know it had to have dropped. Nope. I was main tank of the guild for uh, up, up until Cataclysm. If that had dropped, it would have been my... I, I still have the original left half sitting in my it bank. Never, never dropped? 
Never draw. I actually have all the mats still for it. Ooh, that's. I feel like that's poor game then. Like... Yeah, this is what I'm saying. This RNG RNG is bad. Very. If they made bad. it to where if they if, if, if look RNG works if you have some kind of way to where you can't have you can't be bad luck. Well, I feel like. Like, okay, like, like my example of RNG is going to be Binding of Isaac. Have you ever played Binding of Isaac? I have not. Dude, it, okay, so it is a rogue game all the way to where it's like as soon as you die, everything resets except for like your character stats. Right. But everything is RNG, but the run, like your run every single time is completely randomized. But... With what you just told me, if you played that, you'd see, I'm going to say almost everything. I'm not going to quite say everything. But, yet they're like, uh, I feel like the numbers on the things you're talking about, like one item, numbers on one item should not be that low. Uh, another, another example, a buddy of mine, he has over 250 kills on... The Lich King himself has never seen the mount drop. That's uh, and, and here's I feel the thing: like that's too much of RNG plus like chance drop. Like, well, this this if, what I'm saying though is, is within that, 250 kills, you should see that drop at least. I'm gonna say five times. That's a pretty low score, I know, the, but oh. that's. He this is what I'm saying, though. Big... This is what I'm saying. If there was something for everything that we can work for, everything that we can work for and earn, that there's like, hey, if you do this this much, if you turn a month these in, if you get this, we got. We can do those things because that's something we can. There's no randomness to it, and it it's random random things in games stink. Now the exception to this is, is if there is. Like a like 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 a like a crap roll protection. Like let's say that you've killed something a hundred times, and it's like, hey, you know what? We know we we know that you're here a hundred times for this. We know you haven't seen it in a hundred times or two hundred times or whatever the number is. It doesn't really matter. And they're like, all right, so we're gonna make it to where the drop chance is like ninety percent this time, and the next time it'll be ninety one, and the next time it'll be ninety two, and the next time it'll be you see what you see like it basically it improves your chances until you get it. Yeah. I would much prefer something like another example is Diablo. I've played Diablo three a lot. You know how many characters that it took me. Like I, I know people who got like their season sets, like the first night or two. And I'm over here like week three, come on, drop man. Uh, not season sets. The, the legendary sets that they need for their, for their build seasons yeah. that you get by completing achievements. Again, those are things I have because I can do them. There's nothing random about it. And it's RNG is a bad game design unless you have some way to ensure your bad unless you have some sort of bad role protection. It is and it isn't, but there has to be that guarantee, like you just said, of role protection to where it's just like if you run something two hundred and fifty times and you don't see something one time, that's horseshit. Yeah. Because Let's be honest, the most of us aren't going to do something 250 fucking times. Yeah. If somebody is that dedicated, they should see it at least 20 times. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, and the thing is that, like, 
this this is just one example, and I, I, we need to get back on topic here of, of news and stuff, but this is just mm-hmm. one example of where RNG – this is one of the things I love about Elite and that they don't have RNG. I mean, yes, in engineering they do, but at least at least when you hit max on engineering, you're done. You know, it might take you five times to get to level five, and it might take me ten times to get level five, but our, our level five is 100% is the same. But and I'm okay with I'm okay with stuff like that. Like that doesn't bother. Like that randomness doesn't bother me. But the random where you have to get like like, like I read where people well I didn't participate in, in in engineering before the remake. I did a little bit, but I didn't participate in engineering before the remake because of the fact that it was there was a random component to it where um. If you didn't get, if you didn't get the God roll, it wasn't good. It wasn't worth it. So what you would do is you would sit there and roll this thing over and over again, and you would actually remove your engineering to re-roll it, just so you can have um, a God roll. And God, it, it should not it should not be that way. It should not be random. Randomness is bad in video games. And uh, I mean you can make you can argument like, well what about card games? Is it is it bad in bad in card games? No, because there's there's an element of, of random to a card game. Uh, poker. Uh, some buddies of mine, we used to play poker every now and then. And I was actually pretty good at poker, but poker actually has a skill to it. Yeah. There's a luck level with the cards, but you kind of have to play the cards you're dealt. And if you're just dealt some bad cards, you got to be able to. There's a skill level in knowing that you have bad cards, and knowing when you know it's you know Kenny Rogers knowing when to fold them. <laughs> so um, that's that's I I just think randomness in games is bad. I like grinding things. I like doing things to earn something. If that means I got, that means I have to do. 20 steps to get something, that's fine. That means I got to do one thing 20 times to get something, that's fine. I'll do it. But don't make it to where it's a random drop. Don't make it to where it's something that randomly falls off this thing, or you might get it, or you know, you might get this mission if you keep reloading the, the screen over and over again. I hate that. I hate randomness. And it... <laughs> I, I'm the type of person who has had a very firm belief... That good luck or bad luck was invented by people who 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 don't really like to work. And because I'm a very big believer that if you want something, you work for it, you get it. Anything worth having is worth working for. And you know, yeah, you might win the lotto if you play enough. But it's that's a good example. It's like winning the lottery, you know. Um, yeah, you might be lucky to where you win the lottery and you get this really cool drop, but man, wouldn't it be better to just work hard for a few for a few years and be able to retire and stuff and be able to have that kind of stuff like you wanted? I'd, anyway, that's why I'm not 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 negative on grinding things because I would much prefer working for things. So. We got to swing around back to news. Anyway, so 
getting back on topic here because um, I have digressed enough. Um, so we had the beta test. Uh, yes, we did. Did you participate all in, at all in the beta? I did not. I'm sorry to say. Um, uh, but also, I'm not interested in beta tests, if that makes sense, because it's just like I want all of the new stuff to be new to me yeah. when I play it, you know? Yeah, I got you. I did. Um, let's see here. I. I didn't do a whole lot. I specifically got in there to, uh, I wanted to test some things that they were specifically fixing, trying to see if they fixed them, fixed them. Um, uh-huh. I couldn't test a whole lot. I went in there, but a couple of days, uh, and maybe just a few hours because I was just trying to test. I can't remember what I was trying to test specifically, but, uh, there's a couple of bugs that they were, they'd side out, they had fixed. And I was like, Hey, let me go test this real quick. Oh, it was wing stuff. Me and my buddy uh, Cody, we got in there to test some wing, some of the wing mining stuff. And oh yeah. Um, of course, they said they didn't actually specifically fix that. They just wanted more information on how to replicate it. We couldn't replicate <laughs> bugs. I honestly didn't see a single bug while I was in there. There were some performance issues, but I, I'm pretty sure that's because they have the beta server running on like a hamster wheel or something. So. I think a lot of it boils down to like the uh, mining and uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, the drone resources. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, the beta test is over. Um, I didn't. I didn't have anything to report that was still bad, uh, or that was bad. So, um, man, you know, I I just. Uh, I'm just trying to think of things that were like, I saw that was like blatantly bad, but I can't think of anything. This patch looks good, man. It looks really good. I'm, I'm excited yeah, about yeah. it. So, um, I just wish there was more content instead of just bug fixes. Although I do like the bug fixes. Don't misunderstand me. So, um, to kind of go along with this, however, um, there was last week was black Friday and per, frontiers norm we had the black friday sale of course and as of right now as of 8 40 p.m central time on december the 5th this sale is still active you can oh i don't know if the sale is but the black the 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 midnight black uh paint jobs are still active and the stygian paint jobs are still active and the corvette in midnight black because it's kind of a matte black is not real reflective Yep. Is beautiful. Dude, all of the paint jobs are beautiful. Like, that solid black color, like, if you're trying to do anything stealth-wise against other players... Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it would really be... You have to really deck out a full-blown stealth build to really make it effective, but it looks sweet. Um, oh, it looks good as hell. By the way, I didn't realize this until recently, but apparently they also have fighter black uh midnight black no paint shit. jobs yeah uh now i think they had this before and i just didn't realize it but uh they are there and uh i'm actually on the store right now the stygian colors are still up that stygian red is amazing i love it uh, I, I, of course i'm a red black kind of guy i love red and black so uh, if you haven't got them yet go check them out yes you have to buy them with arcs it's not a big deal you just convert your arcs over, it'd be all right. So, uh, 
But yeah. The next thing on the list was, was Earn Your Wings. We've actually already talked about it because I screwed up on the order of that. But the Federation Ooh. Rank, is, is, we're going to do it over Federation Rank Grind and answer Chris's email. Um, and I wanted to talk about grinding in general. Already done on that. So the last thing, or the next thing on the list here is the question for Justin. So our buddies over at Lave Radio, shout out to Lave Radio guys, um, ask the question, what is one thing that you would have designed differently? And they posted, posted this on, the, on their Twitter. So I actually went, went to their Twitter and answered it. So I, don't, I didn't see you where you actually answered this, uh, Dravenos, but the question is, if, if you were a designer and you had a hand in designing uh, uh, Elite back in the day, what is one thing that you would have designed differently? Um, I mean, nothing I can think of is maybe like the grind missions. Um, like, it's hard to kind of like answer that and be honest with it because it's just like I know a lot of the missions are grind missions, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, deliver this here or run this there, but I don't know, like, I guess add some variation to the missions that you could have had. Okay. That I guess that's my answer. Like instead of delivering slaves or delivering goods, like just just maybe something to where it's just like make the grind not feel so grindy. So, <laughs> um, so 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 the way I think the way I thought about this question was like this. Um. I think about it like you have to go back to the days, like the early days of the game itself, where they were figuring out how things were going to work and what ships they were going to include and how you acquired them and all the things. Because that's, you know, to me, missions and how they play out, that's something they can patch in and, and, and they can make better throughout the life of the game. And they could technically do this throughout the life of the game, too. But I think about it like, like the, kind of what I'm thinking about is like, what was their design error? And kind of the way I, th- I thought about this, I love large ships. I always have. Mm-hmm. Not in just in this game, but in other games. I like having big ships. Big battle-style ships with a bunch of guns, turrets, lasers, all the things. Um, but the way the meta is in this game... And the way the way the you know PVP is really designed around medium ship, me, smaller medium ships, and and uh, you know the meta of the game is around medium ships, and you know there's just there's just a lot of stuff around medium ships, and I'm kind of sitting back, and the more I get into PVP stuff, the more I'm kind of sitting around thinking, well, why do they even include the large ships? That is a very good point. So my design, the thing I would have designed differently, is the same thing I answered on on uh, Phoenix to Fire's Twitter, was I think they should either A, or should have either A, left the big ships out. Just take them out of the game. And I'm talking about the top nines, the top tens, the uh, cutter, the vet, uh, the anaconda, 
the uh, what's that damn um uh, uh beluga the beluga there you go there you yeah go. the beluga because orca 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 is it orca orca yeah okay okay so no i think the i don't remember whichever one of those two is the bigger i think they're both actually on large pads now or i think they're i think they're actually both large ships oh the top seven that's a large ship as well aside from the passenger ship because you can make an argument there because that actually does this job very well and the top nine which actually does this job very well the other large ships don't really have a role because you're better off getting into a crate or getting into a fertilance or even getting into a mamba or a python or, or even a python and having your buddy fly the top nine while you fly escort or how you fly the top nine while your buddy flies escort yeah, yeah. and you know that sucks because I really like the large ships. So either A, I think they should, they never should have included them, or B, they should, they should make it to where. And I don't know how you do this off the top of my head, which bothers me because I don't know how. I'm a big believer you come to people with solutions, not problems. Um, but I think that I think that you make it to where the large ships are true fortresses. That's not to say they can't be taken down by smaller ships, but make them to where they are true. They're true. They're they're really worth their size. You know, make it. I don't know how you do that. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You know, you give them more armor. You give them more hard points. You make it uh, like give us give us twice as many hard points. But make it where we can only use turrets well, in some of them the, or something. The majority of what it boils down to is turn radius, and that's why medium ships dominate is because they have such a good turn radius versus large ships. I'm going to disagree with you, all right? And the reason why is because I don't think it's the turn radius. I think it's the fact, I think it's railguns and plasma accelerators. Railguns and plasma accelerators are only on fixed, are only fixed, so therefore... The ship with the fat or the better turn radius wins the fight. So you're so you're kind of 50% right. But if they were to give if they were to make it to where large ships could use gimbaled or turreted railguns. That's and, another thing about it too, though, is that uh, medium ships will have hard points that are on large ships. So like they can compete, but they have better turn radius. Well, see, I'm a big believer that medium ships should not be able to have the class four slot. So, and, and we're, we're going down the realm of, of what ifs. And I, I, I just and think, I, I just think that if you're going to have these big ships in the game, make them more powerful and, and either make them more powerful, make them more useful or, because well, as much as much many no in a medium ship if I get hit by a large ship, it's bye bye for me. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. Your bye bye is six million credits. When I died Sunday, it was thirty. No, sir, it was forty. A forty? Okay. Yeah, it was a forty million dollar I credit. You said thirty earlier. But... I might have, but it was it was a forty million credit repair bill. <laughs> All right. And when they first designed the game, 
they have since changed this. When they first made the game, larger ships cost more money to operate because, like, their fuel costs were more for some reason and their uh, uh, integrity repairs were more expensive and their general repairs were more expensive. So it cost more money to run a large ship. And yet they weren't as powerful. I agree. And I don't disagree with having... Because one of the things I like about this game is the lateral... Um, uh, progression. You can ha a sidewinder can do everything in this game, not as well as others, but it can do it. And that's one of the coolest things about this game is that the lateral progression. You can start with, you can start and end with. You can do, you can see everything in this game with the ship you start off with. You just got to modify it. And I like that. But man, it would be so cool if my vet was a true warship you know and and I, yeah. I know I know you can go through it and equip all the modules and make it more powerful and stuff but at the end of the day a fully equipped crate mark 2 an, an equal an equally PvP crate mark 2 and an equally PvP an, an equally PvP geared out mark 2 versus a vet will win vet's probably going to lose and that sucks like another another idea I had, give us a class of shields that no one else can have access to. Ooh, that's that's a good one. You know, so I don't know. It, it just it, I feel like it's a design flaw that they probably will never address. Mm -mm. But maybe they will at some point. I don't know. You know, and you know another thing is I feel like this drastically missing from the game is the Alliance side is not represented at all in the, in the large ship. And don't give me that crap about the top 10 defender. It's, that's a plug. I'd love to have a a chieftain-looking large ship. That would, I mean, that's the whole point of the Alliance is that their ship is available to everybody. Yeah. Well, how cool would it be to have a chieftain-looking large ship? Oh, God. Yeah, boy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, anyway, that's uh, that's that's this week for the question for Dravenos. <sighs> so let's see, got that done, got that done, got that done, got that done. All right, so we have an email here. Ooh. We do, we do, we do. Uh, yeah, from Michael. Um. He sent me this, and um, I've been kind of thinking about it a little bit, but I'll, I'll read you the email, and I think he sent it from his phone, so there's a little bit that's a little... I'm just going to read you the email, and we'll talk about it, okay? Well, just so our viewers know, I haven't heard this email yet, so yeah, this yeah. time for me, too. Uh, found you via Podcast Addict on app on Android phone, typed in Elite Dangerous. That's pretty cool. I, I need to get yep. that Podcast Addict app and look that up. But anyway. That's awesome as hell. Yep. Love your detailed stuff about the game. Bought it. So he bought this game because because of us. That's really cool. Whoa. Yeah. Any other good podcast links, personal thoughts, comments, suggestions, or advice for a total newbie? Bought the total package on Steam. Uh, uh, first other podcast, go Live Radio. Shout out yep. to them again. Yep. yep. Um... Also have Endless Sky and Wishlisted No Man's Sky. What's the difference between the three big ones? Star Citizen, I think, is the third one. I forgot. It's late. 
been one of my biggest fantasies to cruise a small ship through the galaxy looking for the one app that does it. Looks like there are three, but the third app doesn't isn't a game yet and is buggy, but looks mo like but looks the most ambitious. The big kicks big Kickstarter, two hundred million investors or whatever. Most expensive game Star Citizen sorry it's late. Anyways, love the podcast, keep up the good work, and if you'd like to cruise the galaxy sometime, let me know. I am on Steam. Okay, Mike. So, so should I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Because I have a lot because to say about this. Earlier, so. well, I mean, that's the thing. Earlier this week, I was watching uh, Commander Harry Potter, mm-hmm. which that's a big name in the Elite Danger stuff. Yep. But he's been playing Star Citizen as recently. And, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of money behind it, but it still doesn't have a lot to show for it. Um,. So, yeah, I wouldn't go there. Um, Nomad Sky is kind of more of a single-player experience to where it's just like you can explore and do your own thing and base build and have fun. But I I feel like Elite kind of, like, nails that niche where it's just like you're looking to explore space, you're looking to fly a ship, you're looking to, you know, kind of like have that space sim and i feel like elite fills that role very 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 nicely and this is totally me going unbiased because i own no man's sky i do not own star star citizen but the only reason why i don't own star citizen is because looking at the streams and everything for it it's it's still very unfinished and there's nothing there's not a lot you can do within that but watching like Commander Harry Potter, who is an inf- infamous streamer within the elite community, and watching him play Star Citizen, like it didn't sway my opinion on it any. And that's the kind of core thing I'm getting to. It's just like, yeah, you have those first-person walk-arounds. Ooh, we're getting space legs soon, so probably. At least we'll have space legs in a realizable thing versus a completely unfinished thing. Yeah. That's my opinion. Leaving it at that. So now but you didn't really talk about no man's sky. There's not much to talk about that though. Like I don't feel like Elite Dangerous and No Man's Sky or any comparison. No Man's Sky is a quote unquote survival game and a base building game. Whereas Elite Dangerous is a space sim. And I'm not hating on No Man's Sky. I bought it at launch, played it. Haven't played too much since the updates, but I mean, it's still going to be kind of the same thing, of course. Like you walk around a planet, you build a base, you gather resources. Whereas Elite Dangerous, you fly around in a one to one scale of our galaxy. I don't see where the comparison is and how you can compare them, but people do. So, let me start off with Endless Sky. I have not played that. I'm not real familiar with that. So I can't Endless speak... Endless Sky or No Man's Sky? He has both, is what it says here. Or no, he oh, wishlisted okay. li- wish No Man's Sky. I don't know what Endless Sky is, so... Yeah. So, I'm going to talk first about No Man's Sky, and then I want to talk a little bit about Star Citizen real quick. Okay? No Man's Sky... I bought. I was super, I was actually more excited about No Man's Sky than I think I was Elite Dangerous. Um, 
I bought No Man's Sky day one, and I have 12 hours total in the game. I just looked it up on Steam. I have 12 hours. All right, so just real quick, uh, yeah. Endless Sky, I it's, it's more of a strategy game okay. than anything else. Um, so No Man's Sky, uh, man, I can't think of the guy's name. He, he's a liar. He's, he's a liar. Uh, and there might be other people in this industry who lie. But he got, I, I, I am, I remember watching that interview with Jimmy Kimmel where he was said, oh yeah, you'll be able to play with your friends, and you can't. The game launched where you can't. He's a liar. Now, um, since then, No Man's Sky, I believe, I believe we're 18 months out since launch of No Man's Sky. They have patched and updated. They have released probably three DLCs worth of content all for this free. game. All Let free. Let me point that out. All free. And they have done a complete 180. Um, I recently have put another hour into No Man's Sky. And uh, it's a good game. It really is. There's a lot of stuff there. There's a, there's a lot of fun to be had. But it's not our galaxy. It's not our world. You can't go to Earth in No Man's Sky. You can go to Earth-like worlds, but you can't go to Earth. You can't go to Solid. Saturn. As it were. Right, right. You, you, you can't go to any of the planets that you can walk out in your backyard and see. You can't go to the moon. Now, you can't land on the moon in Elite Dangerous, but you can go to, you can go to Mercury. My point is, is that, and the other thing is that No Man's Sky... All, everything is inside of a box. And early on, you could, when the game first launched, you could actually pump up the views, the, the sight distance far enough where you could actually see the edges of the box. And it was some, some sort of weird bug that you could do. And I remember looking at it and thinking, wow, that's really ugly. Because it's all a box. And, and maybe people don't care because they don't really care. They're just playing the game. There's stuff to do in No Man's Sky. There really is. Well, there's a ton. There's a ton yeah. It's it's a good game. It really is. I do not play it because, and I actually have tried to get my money back on it, and I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get my money back because the the me and a buddy we bought this because I mean it's the same when he plays Elite we bought No Man's Sky because we were super excited about it, and guess what we couldn't see each other. We were in the same system, couldn't see each other. You know and, mean, and there was that there was that video there for a while where the same thing happened to someone else, and you can't play with now. Now you can play with your friends. Now you can do those things, but the game released like that, and it it left a really bad taste in my mouth. Well, I think the biggest thing for No Man's Sky, and uh, this was one of the best reviews I've seen for it, was it was just kind of like an existential crisis simulator, because you thought you could reach out to the people, you couldn't. So it was just kind of like you and this whole open world thing, and like that was it. So, like, there's not much to it, but that's what it was. So you just you just decide what you do and hope to have a good time doing it. Yeah. And, and 
I, I, I don't like the flight model in the game. It feels very arcadey. I don't like it, that. It's extremely arcadey. All of it is. Yeah, I, I, I like more simulation. And, you know, <laughs> with this uh, big 2020 update where I think that we're going to get um, uh, space legs, I really hope that we don't end up with uh, like an arcade flight model. Uh, I, I really hope we don't. I, I'm worried about that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But anyway... Um, Man, they, they, No Man's Sky has done a lot of updates, and it's a good game. There's a lot of fun to be had there. And if you're into a more of an arcade experience, I encourage you to check it out. But... I wouldn't even say more of an arcade experience. It's more of a, like a chill experience. Yeah, but man, I don't know. I If you're hardcore casual, No Man's Sky is going to go more towards your thing. Whereas if you're more of just, hey grindy like that's elites that's elites forte maybe you're right i don't know i feel like no man's sky is way more casual grind than i'm gonna say casual grind i mean you don't really have to do much right to get to the next rank whereas elite is it's grindy but it's not a bad grind it's just kind of like a grind to where it's just like you grind to the next rank yep so I'd say Elite is more MMO feely, whereas No Man's Sky is just kind of like just kind of do the next thing. Not there's there's not a super grind towards it. Like you don't have to grind. Like no a, a, Elite Dangerous is your rank grind. No Man's Sky is just kind of like you play and you rank up. Yeah. I think that's the best I can do with those words. I don't know how else to fit words together to make that work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the other game, Star Citizen, um, I have fairly strong feelings about Star Citizen. I have no opinions on this besides the few hours I've seen of it. So, 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 um, there is a, a article on PC Gamer. That had come out four days ago. And as of four days ago, Star Citizen has raised $251,061,311. And it's not a complete game. Um, they have a CitizenCon fan event. I think last time I said it's going on right now. I think it's coming up. I'm not, I need to go and look at when it's actually taking place. But it's coming up. And they have a con, they have a convention for for a video game that does not exist. They have a convention for a for for an alpha is what they have. Uh, and this this has been going on for five years now. Their their Kickstarter started so Elite Dangerous had a Kickstarter as well. It started and I want to say 2013. Might have been twenty. Might have been twenty twelve. It 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 was that it was up for for a, for a while. Their Kickstarter started within a year of each other. And this is a this is a demo. This is a beta. This is an alpha. This is not even a beta. This is an alpha. Um, this month it says it says this month a new planet is being added added to Star Citizen called Microtech after the Microtech Corporation who own it. And next year they'll be debuting. Next year they'll be debuting a new 20 versus 20 mode in its multiplayer FPS 
section called Theaters of War. So, 20 versus 20, okay. They, they made $9 million this month. That's, this month? That's that's how much it took to make that's Grand Theft Auto. That's ridiculous. That's a lot of money. That's how much Rockstar spent making Grand Theft Auto Five. Do you see what I'm, I'm saying? Shaking my head. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. And, and this this is not a, this is not a, even a video game. It's not. Now I own this game. Like I paid them sixty dollars. I think it's either it's either fifty or sixty dollars. Oh, and I got like the most. Well, I I did it right about the time I did uh, Elite. And I wish I had my fifty bucks back. I had it. I could have it so I could have it in arcs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I can't. So I've actually tried to get my money back there, and they won't. So, uh, I mean, it, it you know, it, it kind of like is what it is. Uh, well, I can't give you shit because, like, literally, I almost I was literally a number away from hitting it and went. You know what? Nah, I'm good. Yeah. So I can't give you too much crap. I was there with you. I was hyped and I was excited, but yeah, I mean they haven't shown anything since. Good God, it's been so long. I don't even know. Well, they they every few every six months or so they release a a video that I'll be honest, I watch. It looks great. It looks good graphics, good design. You know, I'm like, all right, let's let's put it out in the yeah. wild. Let's go. Let's let's make a game out of this. This looks good. If that's what the game was, right? But it's not. It's it's like a strewn together series of things. That's not even a whole thing yet. And it 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 feels like what's what's a good word? Do you remember back when um, back when you could actually get magazines and they had demos like they had they had a CD in there full of just demos and it was so cool to get the magazine because you had like 10 new demos you could play or whatever and none of yeah. them were none of them were complete games but there was like you know 10 you know demos in there that you could that you could play with I don't know what the word you're looking for is but that was a great time yeah, <laughs> yeah. early shareware like, shareware shareware these magazine demos were the best yeah Shareware is what I'm thinking of. But Back we don't have that now. We don't get that now. Like, right. I remember like playing a Crash Bandicoot thing on PlayStation before it was released, and it was great because like it was just the demo of the game, and it's just like it came out of a magazine. It was awesome, but you don't get that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm. It's not a game. I don't recommend anybody buying it right now. Holy fuck, the nostalgia you just gave me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but... Oh my god, the amount yeah. of nostalgia you just gave me from talking about that. Uh, like, I don't care about Star Citizen. Like, that has no nostalgia for me. Like, everything right now is nostalgia, and it was just like... Man, that was a simpler time, and it was so good. And you know, if you were something bad out during that time period, it was bad forever. Yeah. There was no day one patches. There was no this or that. Like, yeah, I miss that golden age of gaming. Well, and, and you know, and you know, Mike, if if because we're getting way off the the subject of the game here, I yeah. wouldn't say we are though, because like that's what this whole beta was. Like that goes that harkens back to the golden age of gaming, where it's like you played the 
the demo of the game before it launched and it was just like something was wrong it's just like send us a letter to this address but now it's emails and yep well, so I'm not going to say we're too far off topic as far as like the beta test goes and everything like that, but I don't know. Like that was the golden age where it's just like if you pushed a bad product and it wasn't fixed before it hit the console, there was no such thing as a day one or a week one patch. Like what you released is what you released, and that is something that I feel needs to happen again. Well, and so, 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 other space. <clears throat> other space games I'd recommend, or other space games and other games I'd recommend, Mike. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two will be out on Steam. Uh, yeah, I believe. Steam space game. I know. I believe next week. Uh, oh, on, it's already on. It's already on Steam. Is it on Steam? Okay. It is. Um, they it just launched today, as a matter okay, of fact. Okay. Uh, and when I say today, I mean December the fifth. Right. I want to make because this episode might not be published till the sixth, so let's just put that date right, there. Right. Um, uh, Stellaris is a great space game, and if oh, I could, if so I, good. if I could catch a sale on that, I'll be buying that. Um, a game that I love is Homeworld, and Homeworld Remastered is on uh, Steam as well. I actually don't have it installed right now, but it is a wonderful, wonderful game. Now these are strategy games; they're not not normal space games. Um, over on GOG, good, uh, good old games. Uh, if you go look up the Free Space series, the Descent series. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to the game Everspace, which I'm not going to say is necessarily a space game, although it takes place in space, but it's a rogue light game to where it's like you fly a ship and you try to take it on as many as possible and progress as far as possible. Yep. But uh, it is based in space, so it's a space game, and it's uh, it's super fun. Yep. I enjoyed it. Um, there's also Rebel Galaxy one and two, uh, oh, but God, all... anytime you mention Star Wars, I'm gonna just no 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 this th- that's that's not Star Wars. Really, Rebel Galaxy is not Star Wars. Well, it might be a Star Wars game, but there is a game called Rebel Galaxy. I had no idea about. I think that. it is. Hold on, I got the, I got the I got the I got the Google. Yeah, Rebel Galaxy one and two. There's, uh, it's called Rebel Galaxy so and Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Wow, dude, that is yeah. like that shocks me. But like anything Star Wars related, go for it. No, that, that's that's pretty. It's it's actually a pretty cool game because like all the all the star systems are labeled like the Texas system or the Kansas system, and then they have oh, all the planets so inside of them are named after like cities like Dallas. That's and, so good. Yeah. Like just listening to that, I want to go buy it right now. Yeah. So. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, there's there's there, it, it's it's a good game. Both both of those games are really good. One you have no Z axis, like you can't go up and down, so it's a little weird for it to be a space game. Um, but it's still good. Uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, the sequel, which was actually a prequel, um, is a lot better as far I mean, as like the space, as far as the flight mechanics, you know. There's always like X space space like the 4X yep, stuff. Yep. Yep. Like, um, there's also Eve Online. If don't you play Eve. <laughs> it's it's okay. It's just just it's like, a spreadsheet. He's saying that because like Eve, a is super like grindy, like way more grindy than Elite could be. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a pay to win MMO. I don't know if I'd and call it pay to win. I'd call it pay to win because like 
a lot of the bigger ships you have to get like it's either a grind 10,000 hours or pay this amount of money yeah but you could you can you can earn you it. you can earn it but do you really want to spend that much time trying to do it and also losing everything that you have gained to that point yeah it's like playing an open on elite like if you play yeah. an open all the time you're pretty much going to be stuck in a sidewinder most of the time yeah so um another one on good old games that there's two games that i really love um is the independence war series uh the second one uh was was better but uh that's a great like it has actually has newtonian hmm. physics and uh the graphics aren't that great for the time they were amazing but uh, now if you look at them they look they look kind of like butt but man that game that was a great game um in fact i still have elite uh, not elite i still have independence war 2 installed on my hard drive right now from gog and i play that every now and then um it's single player only but they're they're great games they're fun games um it's just good just good just good, great fun um oh there's one thing we're forgetting but kerbal space program yeah the kerbal has KSP a pretty... is so good on so many levels it's a good now, game, but it whether has a really or not big you get, learning curve. Yeah, whether or not you get into space on that, that's a whole other subject. But they are seriously so good yeah. on so many levels. It's just, can you figure out the learning curve and also the amount of rocket science that actually goes into it? Yeah. Like, they are so choice. I love the Kerbal programs and... For me, it's not even so much like because I've played them, and I've successfully orbited something, <laughs> but like I, I I haven't done the big space missions that a lot of people have. Like, if there's a lot of people out there that have done really well and have gotten like space stations up there that they're able to like build refueler things and da da da. For me, it's more or less just watching the failures that people go through when they try something new because I don't know like A it's a learning experience but B it's just anytime you watch something catastrophically fail to where it's just like you have a rocket launch five miles away and blow up and kill something random it's hilarious now that's not to like down anything or anybody like that's not what this is about yeah. This game literally celebrates failures. It's a good game. It really is. I, um, oh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely check some of those out. Um, and um, Mike, I think I got your friend request this evening, or maybe it was yesterday evening. I got it. You may have sent it, sent it to me earlier, but I have days where I don't play because I don't have time. Um, I if anybody has sent me anything, I haven't gotten anything because. Uh, like I said, Red Dead Redemption 2 has taken up 112 gigabytes of hard drive space, and I'm playing on a laptop. Yeah. So, Elite, I'm trying to figure out how it's going to work on an external hard drive. Yeah. Um, but that is all of our notes. So do you have anything else you want to add, Bubba? I mean, I haven't, dude, I haven't said this in like three episodes, but just don't fly without a rebuy. Uh, but I think that is going to do it for our show. So I actually come up with a sign-off, by the way. Did you now? I did. I did. You ready? Ready? Yeah, I'm 
hundred percent. Embrace the chaos. Embrace the chaos. Don't fly without a reboot. <laughs> Both of those together, like, because you shouldn't be an open if you don't have rebuy. Yeah. Tie. <laughs> I, I, I had the rebuy, sir. Just... Oh, I know you did. You wouldn't fly without it, would you? I have, but I won't so, anymore. So embrace the chaos and never fly without a rebuy. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.